never rat on your friends, and always keep your mouth shut. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Welcome to Born to Watch, where three old mates, an ex-video shop owner, an industry insider, and a black belt in 80s kung fu movies, put their mastery to the test on movies that change the world. Hey there, fellow watchers. It's another episode of Born to Watch, and I'm Whitey, and with me, as always, are my two loyal co-hosts, Gao and Morgs. How are you, boys? Really good. Great to be back. Big day today. Oscars Day 2023. Yeah. All the awards going out, and uh, a big, big fan of our show, Rounders. He's cleaned up. He's cleaned up the awards. Good on him. Right. So he should have. 20 years in the making. Well, 20 years between roles, I should say. Well, I was going to say that if he didn't win an Oscar, he would have been the only one in that movie not to, apparently. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So, so they'd what certainly do we, What do we up. think of everything, everywhere, all at once? What, as a viewing experience? I think it's an ironic title because I don't think it's everywhere, <laughs> anything, or all at once. So, I struggled to get through it, to be honest. Well, I haven't mm. seen it, but now that it's won everything, I was like, well, do I go and watch it? You should it? watch it. I, yeah. I think it, I struggled to get through it. I thought it was a bit, you know, yeah, it was all right. It was. A bit it's weird for weird sake. Okay. Darling of the awards. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would. I mean, if I was there, and I'm, I'm not there, and I'm a bit dirty. But if I was there on the piss, I would have been telling some home truths to everyone who wanted to listen. I'd probably be posted up at the bar with my new mate Lynn Manuel Miranda. So I didn't tell you why, but we went, we went down to Hamilton with the Whites last week. Um, uh, Matt and his his wife. And his daughter and my fuckwit kids, and uh, they were no, nah, they they absolutely love Hamilton. My kids, they're, they're only fuckwits because they sung every song at the top of their voice. But me and Lin Manuel Miranda, we've been chatting about a collaboration for a while. So he, he's a big fan of my bits on this podcast. He's not he's not so into you blokes, but yeah, he would. We would have been at the awards ceremony. We would have posted up in front of a couple of margaritas and uh, just been slating everything everywhere all at once. So. I'm a little bit cut that I'm not there, but yeah, I, I'm with you, Whitey. It was. I thought it was a tough watch. I didn't. I, I got the hype, and I was like, "Oh, I'd get into that." But the what's the what's the Banshees one? The injuries of Banshees. The Banshees of, of Inner Sheeran. Yeah, yeah. So I watched that this week, and that's excellent. Well, that's um, our real, mate. That's, that's our mate. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So uh, I, um, yeah. Anyway, it, it cleaned up. So did all quiet on the Western Front. A lot of technical awards. Yeah. But well, it's quality. Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. It won an, it won an Oscar. Best sound? Yeah, best Tom, sound. Tom will, Tom will take that. Tommy brushed it. He didn't yeah, go. Tommy wouldn't go. No. Yeah. He, he went back to England, back to work or something like that. Yeah. He's on Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible. Yeah. yeah. I think he realised it wasn't going to get yeah. a major award. But I, I, I look in an, in a uh, in another universe, I can see Top Gun Maverick, Maverick winning Best Picture. Why yep. not? No, it could, but I obviously think he realised at this stage it wasn't going to. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd much there. rather watch Top Gun Maverick than everything ever all at once again. I agree. I think out of all those movies, all of them, the most enjoyable movie out of all of them was Top Gun Maverick. Have you seen The Whale? Yeah. I haven't no. seen The Whale yet. I've no. seen parts of it. I've Have seen you? the yeah. first sort of twenty minutes. Brendan so, Fraser wins Best Actor. Well, exactly. What so now I'm interested to go. Well, hang on. Is it is it that good? Like he's made a comeback, he's... and there's been a bit of talk about it. 
He's a weird cat. Yeah. I think he might well, be. They're all they're all weird cats, but he's a real weird cat. Yeah. Oh, the the thing that I am I I'm happy about to come out of today is that Elvis won nothing. Because ah. there was a, there was a little bit of a groundswell for Elvis and it didn't deserve to win anything. The first half of Elvis is a tragedy. The second half is not bad, but the first half is they're all on cocaine. There's no doubt. Baz Luhrmann was they're all on coke. It was yeah, too much. How good. It was too I've, it was too I've much. I've been to Graceland. I was at Graceland last year and I was that fucking hungover that I really didn't appreciate all of Elvis's uh excesses at his house. But uh yeah, very very different feeling being hungover in, in Memphis to watching that film, which is just another Baz Luhrmann jack, uh, jazz off into uh, in, in, into his surrealist, absurdist, whatever you want to call it, take on everything. Absolutely. So, what did it win? Did it win anything? Well, nothing? Nothing. No, nothing no, at no. all. Not even, nothing. not even. No. Won nothing. It didn't deserve it. Okay. So, we should probably get started. But before we do, I need to just mention one thing. Now, Dan, you mentioned going to Hamilton. You mentioned mm. your a burgeoning relationship with Lynn Manuel Miranda. Good cat. Now, He's a good great, cat. He, I imagine mm. he would be. I, and I imagine that he'd have zero time for me and Gao. I understand that. Zero. Zero. But you guys are fans of Curb Your Enthusiasm, right? Of course. Larry David. Yeah. Okay. So, so do we remember when Lynn Manuel Miranda gave Larry David uh, tickets to see Hamilton? <laughs> and Larry David. Fell asleep in Hamilton. <laughs> now, my old mate Dan, know, sitting next to me in his... I know where you're going with this. Yeah, sitting next to me in his city hat, fell asleep in Hamilton. <laughs> and Lin-Manuel was not very happy with Larry David at all. So I think you're full of shit, Dan. I Can think I if Lin-Manuel knew the truth, that he'd be, you'd be dead to him. Look, it, that was no diss on Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's just that that fucking movie... Um, sorry, the the the... the Musical. Movie of the live musical yes. is on constant rotation at my house. My daughters absolutely love it. So yeah, it's great. I just I, I knew what was going on, and I knew when I could have a little power nap into uh, some of the songs that I don't dig on as much as the rest. So well, let, sorry, let just... sorry, Lin Manuel. It, it, it was poor form, but uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was made. It was twenty five minutes in. No one has a power nap twenty five minutes into any <laughs> musical. Okay, so the Oscars have been and gone for another year, and there's a shit ton of disappointment as usual. And so it's in that vein that we choose the movie tonight. 1990 was an interesting Oscar year, or the Oscars of 91, but the movies of 1990. In the benefit of hindsight, Goodfellas should have won more than the single Oscar it did. And we shall discuss in length exactly that point, I'm sure, tonight. And the part that Goodfellas plays in pop culture still today, whilst Dances with Wolves, has sailed off into the sunset. Chumani Tutanka. Chumani Tutanka Owachi. <laughs> okay, so, good fellas it is. Did you say Owachi? <laughs> possibly, possibly Owachi. So, boys, when did we first see Goodfellas? Well, I was thinking about this. It's a tough one. Yeah, because it was 1990, so... You tend not sure we saw it at the movie straight away, but there's no chance we saw the movie no. rated R. Yeah, that's right. Only I was getting in at that stage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you little P men weren't, right? <laughs> I'm I'm sure it was a VHS at home. And I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. But I know that I, we watched it a lot. Yeah. I, 
Dan, any recollection? Oh fuck, only knows. No, no. So clue. I am tipping. I th- this reeks of a Dan Morgan choice. This mm. movie. Mm. So I've got no doubt that we were introduced to this at thirty-one Woodward Street, VHS downstairs, on the uncomfortable lounges on a very small television. <laughs> right, that's on, living, on baby. IPad. With with Matt Morgs sitting in between us with a blanket over the over his waist, <laughs> right, waiting for nah. the nude scenes. <laughs> that was only Roadhouse. That was Roadhouse, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, look, I'm tipping it was. We didn't see, it. I didn't see it at the movies, but uh, definitely a VHS, and I'm, I'm assuming at Dan Morgan's house for sure. I've got, uh, a, I've got a memory that that there was big talk about this movie when it came out. Oh, it was massive, and you know, we we'd hurl about it, and then we had to wait to watch it. Yeah, yeah. But then once we did, it was. Yeah, was, high rotation. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so I'm setting 1990, so it's 33 years ago. I'm setting the overs and unders at 25. It's high. Gow. I'd be over 25, I reckon. Yeah. Not not by much, but I'd be over 25 for sure. Yeah. I've seen this movie a lot of times. Yeah. Dan? Same, peeps. I don't know what my number is, but it's more than that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm over 25. I shudder to think. I don't think this would be a 50-time watch, but it's definitely – between 25 and 50, no doubt. So we're all over there, which doesn't happen very often. So look, look at us go. Hmm. Okay, let's watch the trailer. Never ran on your friends and always keep your mouth shut. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Hey, Mom, what do you think? You look like a gangster. I know I'd By the time I grew up, there was $30 billion a year in cargo moving through Idlewild Airport. Believe me, we tried to steal every bit of it. What do you do? I'm in construction. <laughs> He's not Jewish. Mazel tov. <laughs> For most of the guys, killings got to be accepted. Hey, Henry. Here's an arm. Very funny, guys. Here's a leg. Here's a wing. <laughs> what do you like, the leg or the wing? It's you. To live any other way was nuts. <laughs> and we were treated like movie stars with muscle. We had it all just for the asking. It's gonna be a good summer. <laughs> it was a glorious time. In a world that's powered by violence, on the streets where the violent have power, a new generation carries on an old tradition. Well, there we go. Another 1990 special from Scorsese and plenty of needle drops to boot, which I'm sure we'll get to later on. We might bring back an old category for this one, possibly. The needle drop. The needle drop. Okay, Mm. Gal, why don't you tell us a little bit about Goodfellas? All right. With the tagline, in a world that's powered by violence, on the streets where the violent have power, a new generation carries on an old tradition. The lowly blue-collar side of New York's Italian mafia is explored in this crime biopic of wise guy Henry Hill. As he makes his way from strapping young petty criminal to big-time thief to middle-aged cocaine addict and dealer, the film explores in detail the rules and traditions of organised crime. Watching the rise and fall of Hill and his two counterparts, the slick jack-of-all-trades criminal Jimmy Conway and the brutish, intimidating Tommy DeVito, this true story realistically explores the core blue-collar part of the mob. Yeah, pretty nuts and bolts. It's uh, like the movie is. Yep, no Long bullshit. And, yeah. No bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, critical thinking. So we'll tell you how the movie rates, which it's pretty good. 
I've got to say. So IMDb have this at 8.7 out of 10. So it's right up there. It actually ranks number 17 in the IMDb top 250. So it's a top 20 movie. I can see that. The Tomato Meter. Now, last week we had a 99%er in LA Confidential. Tonight, 96% on the Tomato Meter and 97% on the audience score. Wow. Yeah. So overall, this rate's better than LA Confidential. Which is uh, which is pretty cool. Yeah, well, no doubt. I mean, it's a it's a big movie. Will it rate better on the rank bank though? We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll wait and see. Okay, I got a couple reviews here. Got a good one, and I picked this one out. Then you'll probably you might know why I want to tell you his name. Kirk Honeycutt, uh, distant oh. cousin of BJ. Yeah, uh, Honeycutt from Mash. Uh, yeah. From Mash. Uh, uh, he's from the Hollywood Reporter. He writes complex, volatile, ironic, and disquieting. Scorsese's Goodfellas is a masterly achievement in intense observation. Pretty good. Now, I had to look hard to get a bad one. There were 183 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes for this movie. 179 of them were fresh and four of them were rotten. So this is one of the rotten ones. So this is from Adam Mars Jones of the Independent UK. Robert De Niro is reliably dynamic. And Joe Pesci's portrait of a gangster with a sense of humour is hideously memorable, but there's no doubt that Goodfellas fights a losing battle against numbness. I don't understand that. Against numbness? Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost just, it's boring. Yeah, like it's drawn out. I think this movie, it's, it's, there's plenty of action, but it's not, it's not always action, but the story's ongoing. Like you just... Mate, it's hard to lose focus in this movie. You can't lose focus. It yeah. just keeps pulling you along. Yeah, absolutely. And there's nothing better than being pulled along. Who wrote, who wrote that one? That was Adam Mars Jones. You're out of the rotation, See, Mars Jones. Sounds a lot like Adam Marsden. Yeah. No, it's he, hyphen. He wouldn't have written such tripe. He it's wouldn't hyphen, have. It's I, hyphen. I, I, hyphen names are always fuckwits. <laughs> they are. Actually, you're right. I, I yeah. don't think I've met one that isn't. No. Oh, There we go. Wits. Yeah. Sorry if you're a fan. You're the exception. Uh, okay. <laughs> so, Jow. Let's talk about ordinary people. Tell us about the cast of Goodfellas. Okay, we'll go through. Just, I mean, wow, this is a big cast. It's a big with, one with a lot of a lot of backstories in there. So, I had a quick look at Robert De Niro, and you know he's been in so many good movies. When you just go through it, so I'll try and touch over this really quickly. But first movie was Mean Streets in '73, which was directed Scorsese. by Scorsese. Mm-hmm. But then, then we go Godfather Part Two in '74. He gets an Oscar, Incredible. Best Sporting Actor, Incredible right? movie. Taxi Driver, 76, Scorsese. Oscar nominee. Scorsese. Scorsese, best supporting actor. Deer Hunter, 78, Oscar nominee. Yeah. Raging Bull, 1980, best actor. Scorsese. But he's on a tear. Mate, he's, he, he's every he's, year getting nominated or winning. He's the best actor of the generation yeah. at that stage. And then you go Once Upon a Time in America, The Untouchables, Goodfellas, Backdraft, old Don, Don Rimingo. Rim job. <laughs> That's it. Rim old job. Don Rim job. And then Cape, so Cape Fear, 91, Oscar nominee. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, Casino, which you didn't get in for, but that's a, an, a, Scorsese. a great movie like this. Then you got Heat, The Fan, Sleepers, and Silver Linings Playbook. He's an Oscar nominee. I think that's, what, 19-odd years after his last one. I love Silver Linings Playbook. I talk about it flick. often on this podcast. It's a great movie. Yeah. Great movie. But, uh, yeah, that's that's an amazing, you know, to just go through it quickly. He's shithouse now. Yeah. Well, he's he's... he's it's all about the money, money, money. He's making movies. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's also heavily involved in your favourite uh, business lunch, dinner restaurant, Nobu, isn't he? No. Is he? 
In Nobu? Oh, I thought so. Be. I thought he was an original investor in Nobu, and that's why you like to take your clients there when you're in Melbourne or wherever you go. G-Money. Gao's a bit of a closet foodie, right? Oh, he's he loves the what? high life. He loves it. He, lo- he loves an expensive glass of whiskey. He does. I do love. Lo- an, I do love an expensive. Loves glass an expensive whiskey. glass of whiskey. He loves good food. He has do. trouble eating it with his small teeth, though. <laughs> have trouble getting through the big steaks. So need those cut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that, on that, before we get any further, what about what would our? There's heaps of gangster names in this movie, right? You got like Johnny two times. I've all got names. What do you reckon, Gap? Give me a name. What do you reckon your gangster name would be? <laughs> I've got no idea. We should have done this. Yeah. What, about, what about uh what about uh Maddie Small Teeth? Huh? <laughs> Maddie Little Chops. And Maddie the and Dan- Maddie the Ruder, I reckon. <laughs> Maddie the Mad Ruder. What about you, Dan? What what would your uh, what would your gangster name be? Oh, oh Danny Sick Cunt comes to mind. <laughs> DSC. Danny, what about Danny yeah. the Honk? <laughs> Danny the Schnoz. Yeah. Danny the Nose. <laughs> Danny the Nose. That'd yeah. Work. yeah. I, I'd just be FC Whitey or FC Matt. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mo, Mo Black's brother, Matt. Chubby, <laughs> ch- chubby, chubby White. Uh, like, you know, let it be something like that. Well, yeah, anyway, we'll go. Th- look, he, um, did you know this movie? Al Pacino was offered the role of Jimmy Conway. Mm. Turned Is this listen to this? Is this listen to this? No, no, this is a quick one. Do well, you know, no, this... what, what, what episode are we into? What's the number, Waddy? Uh, it's 43. I don't mind. This 43. is sliding. This, this is, is sliding doors, doors Gow. Uh, Morgs, this is sliding, sliding doors. doors. All right, all right. We, all, we always do sliding doors. Do you know what Morgs is upset about? <laughs> Morgs is upset because that was, that his, one was his one listen yeah. to this. <laughs> I'm going to pick up another one. Hey, Morgs, yeah. I, got, I got a couple for you. Don't worry. I got you, I got you back. Um. Yes, but anyway, yeah. So he turned down because he didn't want to be typecast. Yes, and, and then, then went into Dick Tracy. Yeah, and played in a similar role, but ten times worse, yeah. and was regretted it forever. Oh, why wouldn't you regret One of the this movie? movies of all time? Yeah. Oh yeah, Dick Tracy sucks. When yeah. you turn a movie down and the guy that replaces you wins an award, you know you. Yeah, no, you're not going to be happy. Just dumb, Alexander, dumb. dumbass. <laughs> but here's one that's a really weird one. Uh, he he was considered for the role of Josh Baskin in Big, Robert De Niro. Josh Baxter. Back. Yeah, Josh Baxter. <laughs> Josh Baskin, who is um, – Yeah, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah. As Ro- he couldn't imagine Robert De Niro playing the Tom Hanks role. No, no way. He just, no he way. just couldn't, could you? He's, yeah. And he's a quality actor. Yeah. I don't think he can do that. No, it just would have been totally different. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. I think Tom yeah. Hanks is is underrated. Uh, that, I mean, he can – the range that that, that guy can oh. play, like – there's the mannerisms he picks up as an adult playing a a twelve year old is just incredible. So that those scenes with not Elizabeth Banks, whatever Elizabeth her name is, Elizabeth Perkins, Perkins, that's it. Where he uh, he invites her to the apartment and he's got the bunk beds. It's just excruciatingly yeah, look, fantastic. In in twenty twenty three, it's that movie's got a lot to answer for. Uh, oh yeah, oh, a lot yeah. to answer for. But anyway, put it in the time capsule. That's it. All right, Ray Liotta. Now, he started on the TV show Another World in 1978, did some episodes there, but then first real big movie was Field of Dreams. Yeah, he played Shoeless Joe Jackson. Shoeless Joe, yep, which we'll we'll cover. We'll cover. What a movie. Then Goodfellas um, was actually first choice to play Harvey Dent in Batman and turned it down to do Goodfellas. 
Okay. Which I'm going to say is right. a good. So Billy a, D. Williams played Harvey Dent in yes. the original Batman. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Lando Calrissian. Yeah, so he turned down to do this, which I think is a great move. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is a starring role. It for was him. A, a nothing part in, in Batman. And yeah, it was. This. Yeah. Correct. But I think when Goodfellas was made, I mean, I think even you know, a few of them didn't think it was going to be what it was, what it turned out to be. They didn't mm. think it was going to be as big a movie as it was. So maybe it was a bit more of a maybe you know, a challenge to them at that stage. They or, should have known better, though. Like yeah. Scorsese, De Niro, it's going to be good. Yeah, yep. He's got a fairly rough scone for a twenty-one-year-old. It must be said. Yeah, yeah. He does not look twenty-one. No, uh, not, nor he's... does Joe Pesci look twenty-something when he's forty-six. <laughs> well, but yeah, well. De Niro is supposed to be 28. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Marty Scorsese is just like, I don't give a fuck. I'm getting my boys. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you had, but look, they're iconic in those roles. For iconic. Sure. But look, yeah, what else is he in? Copland, Hannibal, obviously. He was in Blow. He was in Revolver with Jason, Jason Statham. Ray Liotta does nothing remotely close to what he does for Goodfellas ever no. again in his career. No. That's his no. That's his. It's a peak. real shame. Um, real, real shame. Morgz, was in The Many Saints of Newark. You've watched that? I have. It's good. Uh, it, as a Sopranos tragic, I, of course, was looking very forward to that. It's okay. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's worth great. a watch. As a Sopranos fan, you need to watch it. But, yeah, I probably won't. I won't hurry to see it again. So, speaking of that, he turned down the role of Tony Soprano, Ray Liotta. Is that right? That went to James Gandolfini, wow. yep. You, you can't see anyone but Gandolfini in that once, role. Once, he, once he's done it, no, you can't. I mean, uh, you look at Ray Liotta in this and you could think, okay, like he can handle Yeah. Oh, he could have done it's it a, for It's a sure. similar he thing. He could have done it for sure. Yeah. You just don't. I but he was also David offered- Chase was, that's a masterstroke though, not trying to have the baggage of linking it to such an iconic character as yeah. Henry yeah. Hill in this. So it was definitely the right choice. But, ah, oh, he could have done it. It, it would yeah. have been very good. Yeah, he was later offered the role of Ralph Cifaretto in it as well. Ah, which is no um, isn't that what's his name? Joe Pantoliano. It's Joe Pantoliano. It? That's right. Yeah. yeah. Fuck, that was a brutal, brutal character. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That scene where he, he kills the uh, sex worker out the uh, that's the uh, that's the correct terminology these days. It is now. Yes. Yeah. Um. Just horrific. Horrific. But yeah, look, was also the original choice for the role of Dignam in The Departed, which is Mark Wahlberg's role, mm-hmm. but turned it down. He had other stuff on. Mark Wahlberg's fantastic in The Departed. Yeah, and he really steals the movie. Role, but but yeah, I think he, Ray Liotta would have done a great job there. Too, yeah, so. you can see him in that kind of role, can't you? Yeah, totally. Definitely. Uh, all right, let's move on. Joe Pesci. So his first major role was in Raging Bull. Yeah, and with, Oscar with nominee. Yeah, he plays um his brother. Yeah, he plays the brother. Yeah. Plays Joey Lamotta. Yeah. Um, Oscar nominee for him and to, to uh, De Niro's win. Then he was in Once Upon a Time in America, obviously Lethal Weapon series. Or Whatever Leo two wants. Ones. Okay, 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 okay. Leo okay, gets. Okay, okay. Mm. Yeah, and then, and then obviously Goodfellas in 1990 for Best Supporting Actor Oscar. So He's actually done fuck all. He's, in like, he's got 44 credits to his name, Joe Pesci. Like he's not a, a massive – he's not a jobber. No, but he's – yeah, I know he, what he's he picks He picks roles done for roles, specific yeah. – like he's – you know, he's in Home Alone. He's 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 in an iconic roles. He's Casino, My Cousin Vinny. Yeah, he's in JFK, where he's JFK, incredible yeah. in JFK. He's probably a little bit over the top, but but he's always got iconic roles. He's not a jobber by any stretch of the imagination. No, in fact, he turned down Judge Dredd. He turned down doing. I am the law. 
Yeah, of Rob Schneider. Oh, well, that was just a Leo gets ripoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rob Schneider character. Yes. What a pain in the ass he's in that movie. Yes, what a shit, shit movie. movie. In a shit movie, Rob Schneider is a shit light, which yeah. is the opposite of a highlight. <laughs> but yeah, of look, course. obviously, Casino, another big one for him too, which is basically play the same character, the same character. But he gets a blowjob. He gets a blowjob from Sharon Stone. So all yeah. power be. All praise, Joe. He gets a couple in that movie, I he think. He does all right, yeah. Joe. He does all right. Yeah, he does. Um, and all three nominations and one win, all of them in Martin Scorsese films. Yeah. He's a legend. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Lorraine Bracco. Originally a model, moved to France in 74, worked for Jean-Paul Gaultier. Mm. Uh, and then first roles in The Pickup Artist. <laughs> What's that? Just Gaultier. <laughs> yeah, mate, are you French? Could I could pass Just, for it. Mate, it's incredible. Do they have little teeth? They, uh, some do. Some do. They did in Ratatouille. Nor in the baguettes. <laughs> it's hard to eat a baguette. The baguettes of Montmartre are very difficult <laughs> to eat with small teeth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think I think we go. Didn't we have a Jean-Paul Gaultier aftershave <laughs> bottle in yes. our bathroom in London? Maybe that we all would yes. stand up before we went out and all have a spray of the Jean Paul Gaultier, and then yeah. you would just a you spritz morgues. You would oh, slay some. You'd slay some <laughs> tens and uh, and, get, and morgues. Morgues would get propositioned in the park while he's taking a shit. <laughs> you want a service? You want a service? That'll it, teach you hey, to run away from us, Morgs. We, we all ran our own races when we we're in the UK. One, okay, one, one man's treasure is another man's trash. <laughs> You want a service? Uh, I'm just trying to have a shit. <laughs> I almost got my hand decapitated in the train trying to drag oh, Morgs back yeah. in. Good luck with that. It was a good game. It was a good game. Yes, we played yeah, well. But yeah, it was yeah. fun. Anyway. All right, Lorraine Bracco. All right, Lorraine Bracco. So early role in The Pickup Artist in 87 with Molly Ringwald and Robert Downey Jr. Um, I thought, sorry. I just, you said Molly Ringwald and I pictured Molly Meltrum. <laughs> <laughs> Just what the dropping fuck's his pants. Molly Meldrum doing in that? Yeah. Oh, what about his asshole? It, it would look like an 140 year old's ass. Jesus, oh. it's seen some action that thing. I tell you what, I changed. I changed the tap washer at my father-in-law's the other week. I think it would have looked something like that. <laughs> oh, terrible. She also got an Oscar nominee in this for best supporting actress, Lorraine Bracco. She's excellent. Um, and then, she's excellent. Yeah, she carries and then, um, a lot of the film. She does. She, she does, does really well. She's a good she's, character in this. She's a fucking Karen, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. Oh. Um, good scene when she first bails him up when he stands her oh, up in the restaurant. That's god. great. Oh, my God. Yeah. But look, she was in Hackers in 95, then the taking of Pelham 123, and then most notable roles in The Sopranos, as we talked yeah. about earlier. She yeah. was the doctor. Doctor. She's great. Yeah. She, yeah. she did, obviously, five or six seasons of that. Um, Pippa, and David Pippa. Chase actually wanted to cast her as as the wife, but then she saw that ah. went, this is a, this is a role. She was drawn to that role and said, "No, this is a role I could really do something different with and get my teeth stuck into." You know, and like Edie Falco and, is just ridiculously yeah. good in that. Woke up this morning, got yourself a gun. Oh God! Yeah. I'll end yes. up watching The Sopranos again this year. It's just fucking. Yeah, it's good. Seriously, I see it on I see we, it on TV. Should should we do a Born to Watch rewatch? Yep. You do that. Hey, there's the, we've got so many rewatch. We've got to yeah. do Last of Us as well. Yep. Last last episode today. Oh, yeah, it is. is that it's last episode tonight? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, anyway, yeah. So look, she was on that. She did really well. She wanted that to be more of a challenge. She's also been on Rizzoli and Isles for the last 
five, or she was on it for six or seven years. Yep. Did, did all those up. She was Angela Rizzoli in that. So um, she was actually the first choice for the role of Marisa Tomei's role in My Cousin Vinny. Uh, but turned it down. Would, didn't Marisa Tomei that win the Oscar for that role? She certainly do. The, oh she certainly God. did the, the urban legend of that they read out the wrong name. It's a good film, but it's not an Oscar-winning performance. Mate, have you have you watched good. it? Have you watched it? Yeah, lately? it's good. It's a good film. Good flick. Yeah, I like yeah. it. I, I think it's a good movie. Yeah, Joe Pesci's excellent. It's good. Yeah, film. Joe Pesci's awesome. Yeah. She, he's good. She's great it's, too. Yeah. 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 So look quickly. We'll go through. Paul Salvino is the only other one. He's the only other big actor we have in there. He was originally trained and wanted to be an opera singer, but then got into the movie. So he's in Dick Tracy in nineteen ninety. Played Lips. Uh, Goodfellas. Paulie Cicero. 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 Yep. Uh, and then in Nixon, Romeo and Juliet in 96, Bullworth, Once Upon a Time in Queens, and then most recently in Godfather of Harlem the yep. last three years. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, with, um, with, with uh, Forrest, Forrest Whitaker. Whitaker. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good one. But, yeah, he passed away this year. Last year. Uh, passed away last year. He's very good. Mm. Very good. Very Mira good. Savino's dad. Mira yes. Savino's yes. dad, yeah. Mm. So – we can't stop there. We have to talk about Martin Scorsese. Well, yeah, I, I wrote a bit about him because, look, we've talked about, we've him, talked about him before. before but so we know he's a legend. You know, he hasn't won as many awards as what he should have. But after tonight, he'll, he he might be awarded with another hindsight Oscar. Which I know we went through before. He just, this is his back catalogue, right, starting in 76. Taxi Driver, Raging Bull, The Colour of Money, the Michael, ba- Michael Jackson Bad Videos, yep. The Last Temptation of Christ, Goodfellas, Cape Fear, Casino. Gangs of New York, The Aviator, The Departed, Shutter Island, The Wolf of Wall Street, The Irishman. Yeah. It's and that's, that's just the major ones. Yep. I mean, that's crazy, isn't it? Yep. He's incredible. Yeah. He's incredible. One of the best directors of all time. And this, obviously, the movie we use is the long tracking shot, the, the most famous the one. The one. Yeah, where they go all the way through yep. the, down the stairs and through the kitchen into the, into the nightclub. Absolutely. Okay, Gal, what about uh, the budget, box office? Okay, so this had a domestic gross of forty six point seven million and an international gross of only three hundred fifty nine thousand. So forty seven point one million dollars all up. Really? Yep, forty seven million. Now it may have gone on to do more than that, but that yep. put it into twenty uh, eighth spot for the year. So it didn't do that well when it first took off. I think it's again one of those movies that grew with time. I think gangster movies are a bit niche as well. Yeah, like I don't think they're. I mean, it's, it's a violent gangster movie. Yeah. I, I know it lost out to movies, but there was quite a few nominees in this movie. Yeah. But it didn't do as well box office-wise. So maybe you're right. Maybe it just fits into that. But look, we go through it now. The budget was $25 million, So it made its money back. It made 20, 20 odd million dollars. Yeah. Um, obviously, that year, the number one ranked movie was Ghost, $517.5 million. Home Alone, $476.5 Pretty Woman, we've been through that before. Dances with Wolves at number four, but... Dances with Wolves took away. Well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah. Well, we'll let that go. We'll, yeah. let that go. Yeah. we'll talk about that in a minute. But again, that year, Total Recall, we've been through 1990. Yeah, we've been through there's, there's tons of it. It's a good, it was a pretty good year. It was yeah. a pretty good year with shitty Oscars. Okay. Well done. I think that'll do because we're going to get to, we're going to change it up a little bit here. Here's question time. I've got one question, then we're going to move into the 1991 hindsight Oscars. One question. The end, towards the end of the movie, where Karen goes to meet Jimmy and he says to her, do you want some Dior dresses? They're just down in the shop down on the corner. She can be, has she been killed? That is 
I, I watched again. That's always stumped me. She being killed there? Yeah. You think so? You think so? Yeah. Right? I, I, I 100%. By that, by that time, Jimmy's massively paranoid. He's cleaning yeah. house. Well, yeah. No, oh, he'd already gone. cleaned house. Yeah. Mm. He'd already put. That's a great scene. When they yeah. Tommy Carbone in the yeah. in the freezer. Oh, mate, that's a great scene to Layla when all the people just are getting killed. Oh, it's really, really. Yeah, cool. I remember watching that originally, and going, "Wow, that's yeah. great!" And the music, just that. I can't. So good, so good. Okay, so yeah, we all agree she's been murdered. I one hundred percent agree with that. Okay, so we're going to do something different tonight. We're going to do the nineteen ninety one hindsight Oscars. We will go through the movies. Are uh, the 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 winners of the major awards that year and we'll see whether it could have been different so best supporting actor is a win for joe pesci right which is understandable he was up against bruce davidson for longtime companion aunt andy garcia for godfather part three give me a break graham green who played uh the chief in uh, dances with wolves and al pacino Got a nomination for Dick Tracy, so it's actually quite a weak year for that. So Joe Pesci week. was always going to win that. Uh, why wasn't De Niro in that category? Like, no, nah, he was. Been, yeah, yeah. Well, he 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 was nominated. Well, no, he actually wasn't no. nominated at all. So no, De Niro, mm. De Niro, no one was nominated for lead actor, and I guess maybe that's because is there an out and out lead actor? Well, there's is, not. Is Ray Liotta the lead of this movie? I'd say so. I think by storyline, yes. It's yeah. It's it's Ray's film. I know a lot of the. The scenes aren't necessarily about Henry Hill, but it's about it, it's about his trajectory, I guess, through the mob and the uh, the, the very yeah. famous May eleventh, nineteen eighty, shot at the end. That is really where it becomes about Ray Liotta's Henry Hill character. Yeah. But before then, he's just an observer and a bit a cog in the mob wheel. But yeah, I, I think you have to say he's the, the lead character. In, yeah. In so, so Robert De Niro was was um, a nominee though. He was nominated for, for Awakenings. Awakenings yeah. yeah, he was nominated for, but. Jeremy Irons won for Reversal of Fortune. I don't think I've seen it. I haven't seen no, it. Kevin Costner was nominated for Dances with Wolves because he was the darling. Yeah. Mm. De Niro for Awakenings. Uh, Gerard Depardieu. Ah. Cyrano de Bergerac. He had a moment there for a he, little bit. He did. Old, uh, he, did. he did. One of the ugliest heartthrobs ever to, to grace the Ooh, screen. He got to, he got to uh, make love to Andy McDowell in Andy McDowell. Cards, uh, yeah, on the back I of know. this. Uh, well done, <laughs> and then Richard Harris, who is a quality actor in the field. Now, I have seen three of those movies. Yeah, that's weird, huh? Yeah. So, so, but look, Patrick Swayze didn't get a Guernsey either. I mean, Ghost was the, Ghost. Was Ghost the was highest grossing movie, yep. but he didn't get a Guernsey. It didn't even get a, you know, a I, nominee. I, I can see Ray Liotta winning that Oscar. I, th- yeah. I don't see any reason I, why he could I couldn't. think the fucking Academy have ballsed up massively there. Ray Liotta. Acts. He's he's up against absolute heavyweights, multiple Academy Award nominees, and he holds his own. And Mm. his performance is incredible. That's a a fucking disgrace. Yeah, this is hard though because we haven't seen Reversal of Fortune. So, I mean, yeah, how do how do you know? How do we know that? But but still, like it want to be a pretty good performance. Yeah. So Lorraine Bracco is nominated in the actress in a supporting role. There's no one nominated in actress in a leading role. No one would have beat. Kathy Bates from Misery anyway. No, the great, great performances yeah, 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 yeah. of the 21st no, century. No problem with that. No problem yeah, there, yeah. Absolute, one of the, still one of the greatest performances of, of the 21st century. I watched it not that long ago. It's it's incredible. Is it but, is it Stephen King's best adaptation? I think it what may be. What about how fucking bad that The Stand was recently? 
horrendous. Mm. Oh, and I love that book. It's, yeah, it's, it's probably my favourite yeah. Stephen King book. And It was so bad. An absolute opus, and I was so pumped on that, and yeah. it was shockingly bad. Well, you knew after one episode. You just mm. knew that it was going to be shit. They, they, they cut so much out that they, yeah. they should have had in there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just bad. So actress in a supporting role, Whoopi Goldberg wins for Ghost. Annette Benning's nominated for The Grifters, Lorraine Bracco, Goodfellas, Diane Ladd, Wild at Heart, Mary McDonald Dances with Wolves, who plays Kevin Costner's love interest. She's good. Yeah, she's she good. good. She's good. Hmm. I haven't seen a couple of those, so yeah. hard to comment. Okay, so I thought Whoopi Goldberg was pretty good. Yeah, I think she's it's good. hard to go against Whoopi Goldberg. I think, yeah. You know, in, in a different role, in a different movie, I think Lorraine Bracco, it's hard there. That's a tough That's a tough That's one. tough. But, a, in, it, but you could beat. see her winning. Yes. You could see yes. her winning. She was pretty amazing. Where it gets really interesting is when we get to the best picture and the best director. So best director, nominees are Kevin Costner, Dances with Wolves. Who wins? Francis Ford Coppola for Godfather Part 3. Martin Scorsese for, the, for Goodfellas. Stephen Frears in The Grifters. And... Barbet Schroeder in Reversal of Fortune. I have no idea how Scorsese doesn't win this Oscar. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think that I actually don't mind Dances with Wolves, but it does not have the longevity that Goodfellas does. There, there is an, a well, strong yeah. argument that Goodfellas is one of the top five movies ever fucking made. Like it's yeah. not yeah. – this is a ridiculous – ridiculous travesty that they tried to correct with The Departed, which is not as good as Goodfellas. And no. Yet, and yet they, they gave him the um, the makeup penalty for uh, for that. But, no, I mean, the, the Godfather Part 3 is a steaming pile of fucking horseshit yep. yeah. as well. Yeah. So there's um, – no, it, I don't know what everyone was smoking at this time. Obviously, I wasn't even on the radar of the Academy at the time. I was just in 1990. I was – was just I haven't even decided what I would what in the entertainment industry what part I was going to take. I was a triple threat. I could have been an actor. I could have been a singer. Could have been played in a rock band. I could have. You were doing fucking, you were doing some urban videos around the skate parks and stuff. That's right? it. Like doing like some, I, you doing know, some stuff I was, out there. I was the Spike Jones of of fucking Dimpner Street. So you know, I was I I was I was multifaceted. But I you know, I can't I can't actually remember why this story became about me. But yes, it was a travesty. <laughs> well, you were you were. 12 to 18 months away from uh, writing your opus, your love That's opus it. that, um, you know. <laughs> that <laughs> As a songwriter, I, it was definitely in my infancy, I will, I will agree. So, you know, we, as, as in the great words of Hannibal Lecter, we cover what we see, Dan, and most songwriters write about their own uh, environment and, and experiences. And, you know, I, I just remember a, back to when I remember back to when we first met. Okay, and uh, I didn't have a lot of experience back then. Fuck, I hate scene. it when you bring that up. One of the, one of the great Christmas presents. One, one of the great, great yeah. one of the great Christmas presents. Righto, uh, yeah. righto. Let's fucking move uh, on. I've never seen a drunker man in the front yard of a house, doggy style, spewing for about an hour and a half. But anyway, the best picture, which was won by Dancers with Wolves again, nominate nominees are Awakenings, Ghost. Godfather Part 3, unbelievable, and yeah. Goodfellas. Awful. Now, again, it's a travesty. Dance with Wolves, yeah, it's, an, it's a massive film. It's got huge scope. It's a, it's a probably story at the time that sort of needed to be told, but it was feel, not a very unoriginal like it's a, story. It's a bit, yeah. It's, I, I mean, 
you can look back and you can see that it was very different to, I mean, gangster films were de rigueur. There's certainly that, but I just don't think people realised how good Goodfellas was at the time. Like, yeah, it just boggles the mind that they could fuck it up yeah. so badly. I it's know, really hard, it, though. Sorry, keep going, Wolf. Sorry, I just uh, Kevin Costner did a, a great, a great job with Dances with Wolves. I've seen Dances with Wolves three times in my life. I've seen Goodfellas yeah. fifty-three times. So, yeah, uh, I think it, it's hard. It's hard doing it on a like on a historical basis because if we're looking back now at the time when those movies are both fresh. Hey, they've looked at it and gone. Well, in this in this time here, we're going to give it to Dance with Wolves. Seriously, they don't have the benefit of saying no. They, you know, don't, well, they this, don't. This is this is how it turned out. But even on the surface level, Dance with Wolves is seriously self indulgent. Mm-hmm. Seriously self indulgent. Like there are not many scenes that the director of the film doesn't have himself in it. And sometimes was it, this his debut? Uh, was, it? was it was his directorial Direct, debut? Directorial yeah. debut, yeah. That's yeah. What I meant. And it was massive. And I remember yeah. seeing it at the cinema. It was it blew me away. Yeah. Um. But and I've seen it a few times. It, but you know, you're right. I've seen Godfather, uh, Goodfellas way more times. Yeah. Okay, we finally got there. We're going to head into the categories, and now it is. The good, the bad. And the ugly. And we'll start with you on the land, Dan, for good. What do you got? Gow touched on it before, the Copacabana tracking shot. It's one of the most famous shots in fucking cinema history. So it's, it's if you don't remember, it's it's Raleigh Henry Hill's character with Lorraine Barco entering the, the Copacabana club. And instead of lining up with all the schnooks, they, uh, they, they go down through the back, through the kitchen. And it's a one-up. Gow mentioned that, which is basically it's a one-take. So there's no edit. It's just the um, it's just rolling the whole time, and it's uh, it because uh, as he said, it had to be done in one sweeping shot because it's a seduction of Lorraine Bracco's character, and it's also the lifestyle seducing Henry Hill. So this is what he loves about being a gangster: it's the fact that he can enter through the rear and end up in the front row of the club. So. And who doesn't love to first enter in the rear and then end up out the front telling your mates? So it's uh, look, it's a incredible, one of the most famous shots in film, and it's just it's what I remember. It's this and eleventh uh, of May, nineteen eighty, which is basically Henry Hill had a very very bad day, which is the uh, yeah. the shot when he gets up at six fifty five a.m. and thinks that he's been followed by helicopters. And when I think of this movie, there the two. Extended scenes that that really stand out to me. There, there, well, there's certainly many others that are brilliant, but that that's what I love. From from that very bad day, from that uh, cut to black with the with the title sequence to the end of the movie, the movie's flawless. Mm. Like it is, it's going at a million miles an hour when he's when he's talking you through about he's got to go take the guns, he's, he's got to come home and cook the meatballs, and, and Scorsese's just, changing all the tracks, the, and there's multiple, oh my god, oh, yeah. it's just yeah. brilliant. It's just he, I, I I can't even the editing it. the editing of that last twenty five minutes of the movie is incredible. Yeah. It just captures Henry Hill's frenetic mind, yeah, like he's the paranoia he's whacked off his head, the dude, the and the paranoia. But he just captures that a long term coke addict, and this is the come down of ages. Like it's yeah. and it's what we feel, and he, the songs that he selects, they all tell a story yeah. so related to the film, and it, oh, just it, it, incredible. So yeah. I can go I, on I love and the, on and on forever on good. But I love um, I just on just on that I love, and when they're sitting in the cop shop, and he's 
chained to the desk and the cops just giving it to him. Bye going, bye, yeah, twenty years in Attica. Yeah, twenty years in Attica. <laughs> and then the girl walks in and sort of walks past and she sort of tells him to fuck off sort of thing. Uh. And then Brings in the girlfriend who's fucking toast. Oh, Debbie yeah. Mazar. Yeah, yeah. Debbie yeah. Mazar, who is incredible. Yeah. And then they bring in all the paraphernalia that he told <laughs> him, her to wash. And they're just getting all the stuff that's got all the powder. Go, what are we baking in yeah, here? It's crazy. <laughs> like, all the sifters and everything. Yeah. How dumb are these people? Bye, bye, dick so head. T- yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh, and the and the drug mule that she rings makes the call from the house. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, it's just it just yeah. it's falling but, apart. And Henry, you can see, like, he's not even saying much, but he's not. He doesn't give a fuck about the cops. He is absolutely shitting himself about Paul Cicero. That uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's lied to him. He's basically he's been doing drug deals, and he's just like, oh my god, I don't give. Yeah, a- he's. These guys are just mouthing off. They're just cops, but I'm fucked here. So yeah, he's dead. It's a very bad day. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, what about you, Gal? So, yes, that that was an unreal scene. Look, I've gone with mine here is the opening scene. So with the kid, no, young when Henry. No, no, no. When they when they're first driving in the car. Oh yes. And it, that actually replays later in the movie, but yes. they hear the beating in the back, and we don't know oh, they say Billy just Billy Bats, bats yeah. in the back. Yeah, but just when they get out of the car and the red tail lights are on, it just sets this hue like this. They're out in the in the sticks. He's got his knife in his belt, and then but he's, the, we find out he's borrowed from his mum. Yeah, and then we and we don't know what's in the back, and, the, and we don't really know anything about the characters yet. And then he opens like Henry Hill opens the boot, and then you go, oh, he's still alive. And then he just stabs him about eight times, yeah. and then Jimmy shoots him about four times, and, yeah. I, and then they shut the boot. And I was like, from that moment, you're hooked. Like yeah. you're right. Oh, I, I remember seeing him going. Oh, I'm into this movie. I'm I'm a lock for a mobster movie, but yeah, as soon as I sure. saw that, I'm like, right, I'm a hundred percent into this yeah. scenario. So, and then it goes, you know, then it turns straight the story. But that to me was just unbelievable. Yeah, it was a, a really a good way start. to start. It's a yeah. great start to the movie. It's it's just suckers you in from minute one. Yeah, yeah. It's it's hard. We've spoken about all the great parts. The, I, the, for me, the whole movie is just it's almost a masterpiece. It's incredible. Uh, the one R we've spoken about the one R. One bit that I love is when Henry turns up home after a night on the piss yeah. and the mother-in-law and Karen are there and they're yelling at him and he just goes, laughs and turns around and walks back into the car and they drive off. I just think, what? he's the man. And then I know Tommy's going, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you doing, Henry? And he's, the the he's the and man. And then she's yelling, Mom, what are you doing? <laughs> Mom! Oh, brilliant. I just brilliant. think that bit because he is obviously, he's trashed. And, yeah. you know, I just think that's so But he funny. turns and just laughs. We've all like, wanted oh. to do it. We've all wanted to do it. We've been abused. We've all just wanted to turn around and hop back in the car and just drive off. I just got one quick other one. I know yeah. this we're only supposed to have one, but that's right. Keep the going. one where, where he shoots spider. Yep. So oh, and yeah. only just because it just shows I mean both the actually both scenes where he shoots him because it just shows the menace he has in him and then, then he just doesn't give a fuck. Yep. You know, he shoots him and then he's like, Well, he yeah, you know, he pissed me off and like yeah. then he just goes back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he kills him. He, he just looks at him, he just stares at him for ages and everyone's making a joke and then he just kills him and then he's yeah. like, well, you know, yeah. he got my nerves. And yeah. it's just that psychotic term where you're like, oh, this guy's unhinged, right? Yeah. Like you can just ima- you just get that point where he's Nicky Santoro, he's Tommy DeVito, yeah. he, he can do anything. Okay, I just really had the needle drops. I, the music in it is just Scorsese, yeah. you know, to a T. Uh, the editing, how he manages just to keep the movie rolling and you never actually fall out of the movie. It's just the minute you start to sort of maybe start to fade, bang! It's a it's yeah, a cut, it's, and you're into something yeah. else. It's just incredible how he does that. He's the he's a master. He's an absolute master. What about anyone got anything for bad? 
Yeah, I, all I had what I mentioned it earlier was there's just the age inappropriateness. I think that they could have had a decision not to mention the ages. It takes me out of the film the only time ever when he talks about Ray Liotta being 21 when he's just got that absolute rude scorn and looks looks every part of 35 or 36 that and a hard-lived 36 at the time. And then Joe Pesci is meant to be the young bloke with him stealing cigarettes and then suddenly this 46-year-old five-foot-four prick is uh, is also meant to be 21. <laughs> like, it's, it's, I, I think they could have handled that differently. I think it, we, we didn't need to know how old they were. It didn't really matter. Um, yeah, that, that was in, in hindsight probably a poor choice. Well, Morgz, I, I agree with you on that because the one thing I thought about was when they later in the movie when they aged um, Jimmy Conway and, you know, towards the end he's got the grey right. hair mm. yeah. and I'm like, well, now he's miles older than those guys. Yeah. Like they aged because he was obviously already in his 40s. Do you Robert think Niro, that they should be? It just made you know, it so funny. You know how we talked uh, talked about the, the, the piss poor de-aging that process that they did for the Irishman and then that yes. awesome dude on YouTube went through and did it in, in a day and, and did an incredible job. I'd love to see them do it for for this film and and see what a twenty one year old Ray Liotta looks like in that role and and what Joe Pesci looks like at twenty one. So if anyone's listening that knows how to do that sick shit on on the Canva <laughs> or whatever uh, whatever graphic design package you use, rip in. I would watch it in a heartbeat. Uh, okay, I've got. Have, have you got any bad gal? No, that was really it. Okay. Just that—that uh, that was the aging thing. I've got one, and it's going to double up in. Listen to this. So I'm just going to give you half of what it is now. Maury's wig. Oh, so <laughs> okay. Good. So when Jimmy wants his money, and he gets him in the headlock, and the wig starts to come off, and uh, Henry is pissing himself yeah. laughing because the wig's coming off. That's what he because he's strangling. Yeah, because he's strangling with the telephone, with the telephone cord. cord, and the wig's coming off, and he just starts cacking himself. But the ad, his oh, shop ad. Yeah. Is one of the greatest bad things I've ever seen. Yeah. You know what it remind me of? It remind me of the Ferdy Bird, for one. <laughs> but Freddy it reminds <laughs> Dominelli. Dominelli. But it, I don't know, gal. But and Morgs, <laughs> you go to the cinemas up here on the Gold Coast, as and if local as, yeah. local businesses are still doing local ads. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it reminds me of a Von Bibra. Auto ad from up at the Auto Mall at Rabina, and it's exactly that. Yeah. It's Maury's wigs. Yeah, and I've got more on that. In listen to this, I oh. love it. I love it in that how he does two jumps in the pool. Like he does the first one, but your wig <laughs> oh. won't come off, and then he does another jump later. <laughs> it on is like, the greatest of all time. <laughs> it's but awesome. it's so fucking really bad. good. Really good. God, uh, I tell you what. Speaking uh, of bad, how much of a punish is Maury? He, no, I'm let, sure he's okay. a punish. Let's leave him because okay. he's going right. to come right. up in right. quick fire. Okay, 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 okay. Right, okay, okay. All right. So ugly. Anyone got anything for ugly? No. Dan, the the pink Cadillac that Joey Carboni was his <laughs> wife is pretty you know fucking ugly. So, no, it's not Joey Carboni. It's uh, no, Josh Velvet seats. <laughs> no, it was in the back. Cruising down the street, waving to the boys, feeling out of sight. Spending all your money on a Saturday, Saturday night. night. <laughs> um, Excellent. No, that was that was Tommy Tommy Carbone. No, Frankie Carbone. He's the one that ended up in the meat truck. Yeah, it was it was um I forget what his name was. Yeah, was anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But but no, Frankie Terrible. Carbone was Awful. the one. That ended he was up. the meat trunk. Carbone's yeah, the meat, meat trunk. trunk. Two days to thaw out. 
How long? Uh, so this is a shout out to Goobs. Goobs, how long would a pink Cadillac sit on the lot? That's got to be longer than 90 day beige and uh, a lot longer than DCR. Goobs, come back to us. Yeah, what's the trade on a uh, 60, 69 pink Cadillac with all the trimmings? Give me it's the not trade. Nude. It's not nude like the 1981 no. Subi. No, it's not. <laughs> okay. My ugly is the Oscar debacle, and that's really it. Uh, okay, yep. we're moving into Morgz's Quickfire. Yes, Quickfire quickly becoming one of the top 10 segments on this podcast as uh, Lynn manuel Miranda was a big fan of it. So starting off with That's Not a Knife for a scene that has passed over into popular culture from the film. Yeah, there's a few in here that I think we talked about the one-er. That, that's, that's, it's, it could be... Arguably one of the most famous shots in film, but anything that really stood out for you guys? You're a funny guy. You're a funny yeah, guy. Scene is amazing. Wasn't meant to be in the original script. No, Joe Pesci unscripted. introduced it unscripted. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that 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 has passed over for sure. Um, in, in fact, probably that more that the the one of the Copacabana is more for film nerds. But you're a funny guy. I think is uh, is very very much has passed over into popular culture. Gal, anything for you? No, I was just say on that. Joe Pesci actually talked to Scorsese about that because that had happened to him. He'd spoken to a mobster earlier in his life at somewhere and he'd sort of said, oh, you're funny. And then the guy had given him not a very good response. So he wrote that as he went, hey, this happened to me. And then Scorsese gone, yeah, write it in. And then they didn't tell any of the other actors their yeah. scripted lines. So legitimate uh, reactions. Reactions yeah. to it, yeah. So that's that's a really funny story. Yeah. That he got it's, yeah, it's uh, it, it's evil the way that he's able to. And we've all been in that situation in our own lives where someone just carries on like an absolute fuckwit and uh, and then tries to, oh, I almost had you. Like, it, it just, anyway, I can think of yeah. a few times. But the uh, next one is Philip Stuckey in Pretty Woman for the biggest douchebag in the film. Wow, this is interesting because they're all, I mean, they're all evil. They're all sociopaths. Was there anyone in particular that stood out for you guys? I'm going to go with Henry Hill. Oh, right. Now, now listen to this. Right, he, he comes. He comes up through the. He comes up through the ranks. He, you know, makes himself into a mob. So he gets in the crew with the guys. He's doing all right, but then he goes to jail. He starts stealing the drugs. Big Paulie tells him to stop. He refuses to because obviously he's making money. Then he gets addicted to the drugs. Then he's off, you know, he leaves the wife and then he's off shacked up with the girlfriend. Then he comes back. Then he gets caught with all of that. You know, I'm giving you the whole movie here. Yeah. And then when he does. <laughs> Good overview, Gal. He, he throws his mates down the down the, down the toilet. And he goes, oh, really, that really solid take, G-Man. Oh, because I, he. I, yeah, I like it. He gets them all taken down because of his drug, getting caught by, oh, the, his fuck ups, by yeah. the DEA because of his drug, you know, trafficking. 50, 50 mobsters went down in real life due to Henry Hill's testimony. Yeah. Yeah. And then he went, so, so he saved himself in the end. So out of all that, you know, and the whole thing, you know, all the Friday night with the girlfriend and then Friday night, the clubs with the, with the girlfriends, not the wives. And then he set the girlfriend up around the corner, like all of that. So yeah. all I plays in his character. But, I can't yeah. argue with that. Billy Bats is a knob, but he's nowhere near as big a knob <laughs> as Henry Hill. So why do you- I've got Maury. i got Maury. Maury. Yeah, well, Maury. Maury's just a Absolutely. No, Maury's a Maury's a pain in the ass. Shut the fuck up, mate. Yeah. Shut up. Oh god. And and not being able to read the room that know that oh, if, yeah. I push, oh, if, I, if I push Jimmy this far, he's maybe gonna whack me. And uh I don't think yeah. he's gonna be getting any Danish pastries at this coffee shop that's open, the twenty four hour one, mate. He's so you're get, dumb. You're getting a uh a, a, yeah. a blade in the back. So yeah, great call, great take, G Man. Next one's yeah, the cast take, of G. Caddyshack. 
for an actor or entire cast and aren't quite sure what movie they're in. This is absolutely flawless casting. No, there is I agree. not one person in here that doesn't know what they're doing. So I'm going to just kind of get, uh, overrule you blokes on this one. Next one's Ripley running for our favourite Sigourney Weaver, but her piss-poor athletic prowess in the Aliens movie. Is there anyone in here that really struggles with their gross motor skills? I've got one, and it's when, when they're frog stomping or kicking um, Billy Bats. And De Niro's got the arms wailing in the air and stuff when they're going to kick. It doesn't look good. I've got De Niro. It might be that scene or another one where he's beating someone up too. He looks bad throwing a punch. Yeah, does he? Okay. Yeah. But yeah, he's a bit of a. I think De Niro's. He's a theatre kid. Yeah. De Niro. He's tough as he seems. He's a theatre kid. Yeah. It's Jason agreed. Alexander. I had yeah. the same. I think that some of the the striking that they do wouldn't uh, wouldn't blow out a candle in the UFC. So that is the yeah. theater kids trying to be tough guys. But excellent. Next one also from the Aliens movie was a director's cut series of scene or scenes that tell us a bit more about what's going on, a la the robot sentries in again the movie Aliens, which we all love. Is there anything else you wanted to know about this film? I could have had a little bit about Henry getting into the coke in jail. Because it's sort of it's nothing is done, and then all of a sudden he's he just says he's it, doing yeah. it. Yeah, he's and deal, maybe he's dealing had the pills done, and yeah, yeah. yeah. And well, so maybe maybe something there where he's well, they sort of explain it later, but they don't really do it well because he sort of says, you know, you forget Paulie, he's not going to give any money. They got to yeah. turn their backs when they're out because they're on, they're on, on, on they're on parole. Parole, but th- yeah, they don't really explain it. Like the, way, the reason he's doing it is because he's got to get cash coming in to support his mm. wife, and no one's helping them out. Yeah. So. Yeah. They don't do a good job of explaining No, that. they don't really. So maybe that. But other than that, no, you don't need to. It, it's probably unnecessary, but it would have been nice to know. Could have run a bit more on Stax Edwards. How good was Stax? Yeah. Stax Samuel like, L. Jackson. Winfield. Yeah, that's he comes to a brutal death. So it was, yeah, yeah definitely. But he was yeah. the first one to go too. Yeah. Yeah, well, because he left the truck. That was what yeah. started it. Yeah. He's and a then, they, then, yeah. then he just started cleaning house yeah, on Jimmy. Good old last one. Why is Brad Pitt for an actor in the film that you might want to have a special Tuesday nooner a la Dan on the Land? Given it, um, anyone in here that uh, you think was worthy of your love, Mister White? Uh, look, no. A lot of the women had baked bean teeth, uh, and it didn't really float my boat. There was one of uh, maybe one of Henry's girlfriends. Henry's gumar is 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 not great. Like if you're going to get a gumar and run the gauntlet of getting caught by Lorraine Bracco Mate. and pointing a, a 38 snub nose in your in your okay. dial, okay. Uh, yeah, pretty pretty ordinary. What if, so what about what's the name of the girlfriend at the end? The dark Debbie Mazar. Yeah, I, yeah. She, yeah, that's a good choice. I know, and you've always been a sucker for the dark hair. <laughs> I know you put a few tins away in your time. Penchant. Paul Sean for the dark head 10. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I think Debbie Mazar, there's something about her. She's got a bit of a weird scorn. But, uh, Before she turns into a coke fiend, she's not, she looks yeah. all right. Oh, no, I think she's pretty good as that too. <laughs> yeah, that's just, that's just <laughs> your respect for her. That's all. You, you know that scene where she trips when she's in the room with Henry Hill? That yes. wasn't meant to happen. She tripped on the dolly cord. Oh, really? And, and then it worked. Yeah, because it looked is, like he was. Sort is your of- sole purpose on this podcast tonight to fuck over me on all my <laughs> listen to this? Is that is that what your goal is here? Well, I, I got to say that I got that a good one for you, Morgan. In forty three <laughs> episodes, in forty three episodes, you haven't given two. Nah, so the fact he's, he's taking. Uh, the- you're bringing your A game today, which we've got to respect. I'm just having a look now. Jeez, oh yeah, I'm pretty light on. So anyway, we'll have a, we'll have to find something else. But yeah, excellent. Totally agreed. That was quick fire. Well done, boys. Okay.
All right, well done. Okay, now we're going to head into listen to this, and Gow's taken all of Morgz's. So, have you got anything there, Dan? You want to fire at now before we let Gow ruin it again, or? Oh, look, just one particular scene at the end, which I didn't understand until I did a bit of research. But you know how uh, the Joe Pesci's character comes, Tommy comes back to life right at the end, and he's shooting right down the barrel of the gun uh, at the end of the yes. film. Yeah, so that's yes. actually a nod to a, a milestone 1903 film. It was a, a silent Western film called The Great Train Robbery. The Great Train Robbery. 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 It, it, which ends in a, a, a similar shot. And according to Scorsese, he saw this, his film as part of a tradition of outlaws in American pop culture and, and his films, and he noted that despite nearly a century separating these two films, they're essentially exactly the same story. So that was really interesting. I never knew that nice. until you made me do some research for this particular segment. Well done, making you better. Sucked in, yeah. You didn't, you didn't fucking jeez that one out before I got a chance to talk. Ten Ruder. What do you got, Gal? <laughs> Um, I've got that uh, Joe Pesci won won the Oscar obviously for this role. His entire acceptance speech was, it's my privilege, thank you. That's all he said because he didn't really think he was going to get the award, so he didn't prepare anything. Now, that speech is the second shortest in history at six words and three seconds. The only What's other the shortest one was Alfred Hitchcock who simply said thanks when he got his Lifetime Achievement Award. Yeah, yeah should, He's move. another one that boss got screwed move. over. Yeah, yeah it's boss a boss move. move. Mm. Okay, I've got one, and it's about Maury's wigs. So the ad, so that ad is inspired by an ad that Martin Scorsese had seen in New York for a replacement window company. So Scorsese went and found the guy that owned the company and got him and hired him to write and direct and do the ad for Maury's wigs so that it looked exactly like the ad that he'd seen in New, on New York TV. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a good one. So it's how so it has that feel of the Von Bibra Auto Mall ad. Yeah. Because it's an authentic local ad. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It's good to see the shit ads still exist all around the globe. Exactly. <laughs> Love it. Uh okay. Anyone got one degree? It's easy. We've already spoken about him. Okay. It's Robert De Niro as Rimgale in oh, of course. Uh, Backdraft. In Backdraft. Yeah. Mm. But also it's a double Ra trouble. Yeah, Ray Liotta must have done something with uh with he did unlawful entry That's with right. Kurt Russell. Yeah, he was, he yeah. was a bad cop. And Madeline cop. Stowe. Yeah. He was That's a bad right. cop. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well done. Anything okay, quotables? Quigley down under? No, there's no. Uh, these guys are way too high up on the tree than <laughs> Quigley down under. <laughs> it's, this is high fruit in Goodfellas. <laughs> We've got to wait till we get the low hanging fruit for one degree of Quigley. Uh, okay. And quotables. Uh, what do you got, Gow? I've got a couple here. I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to jump on anyone. The whole funny guy one, and I don't want to go through the whole thing because yeah. it goes rage, but yeah. the whole funny guy it's one is, is, is obviously amazing, and, it, and it's that is passed over into, into normal culture. I love the one, Billy Bats. I love that scene too, that whole, and I don't, yet again, won't go through it, but it's great. Now go home and get your fucking shine box. Yeah. You motherfucking mutt. Yeah. It's just so good, that scene. Yeah. The, the one I really like, though, is, is Jimmy Two Times. I've said that. Over oh, Jimmy Two. Got to get the papers. Get the papers. Get the papers. To the point where I've been. Stop saying that in the house. I got to get the papers. Get the papers. Very good. Very good. What about you, Dan? Anything? I've got two. Uh, this one I love because it it really foreshadows what exactly is going to go wrong in the film. 
never rat on your friends and always keep your mouth shut, which Jimmy says after Henry gets pitched. It, uh, it's aligned with one of my favourite songs, which is The Lost Art of Keeping a Secret by Queens of the Stone Age. Whatever you do, don't tell anyone. It's a, it's a line to live by. Fucking never rat on your friends. Always keep your mouth shut. I also love it when Joe Pesci and uh, the boys are in his mum's house after they've, uh, they've they've stabbed Billy Bats and they're stopping over and they're getting a feed and she holds up yeah. a painting which she's done, which just makes me fucking cry with laughter every time. And it's the two dogs. And Joe Pesci's like, one dog goes one way. Yeah, the other dog goes the other way. And this guy's saying, what do you want from me? <laughs> it's just so awesome. And that's Martin Scorsese's actual mum in there. Mom, but you, yeah, you wouldn't yeah. know. that. And she's obviously seen these guys around film sets for years. So other than Ray Liotta, she's, she's probably got a uh, a strong bond because they're, they're his, his, her son's mates anyway that are, that are coming yeah. around for dinner. And I just love that scene. It's so taken. It just takes them out of the absolute horrendous murder they've just committed. And uh, but he's the, commenting on the, his mum's freaky painting. So good. But, Morgs, the, the, the bit that I picked up in the rewatch I didn't realise before was after he says that, and he goes, yeah, and he goes, what do you want from me? And then one of the others says to me, he goes, Hey, you take the beard off and it's our guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and then they're cacking about the guy. It is too. It's back. him. And then brings it back. They're in. laughing at the guy that's dead in the back yeah. of their car. Yeah. Oh, so good, incredible. Yeah, I've got a. I've got a couple. I got. Um, I got Henry. A lot of Henry's best lines are when he's narrating. And I'm not huge on narration in film, but it works really well in this movie. And I think it's actually needed in this film. I think it would be hard to to not do it. But Henry says, "Ah." Uh, Paulie may have moved slow, but it's only because Paulie didn't have to move for anybody. I was just about to bring that. I was like, oh, that's the other one. That's so good. And that scene, because then he just walks to the door and he looks at them all and they're all like little school kids caught and then he just walks away and you're just like, oh. And yet again, that's that sinister, you know, character. Yeah. Oh, this this is the bad guy. And then then the other, another one is Henry Hill as well. Um, Now the guy's got Paulie as a partner. Any problems? He goes to Paulie. Trouble with the bill? He can go to Paulie. Trouble with the cops? Deliveries, Tommy, he can call Paulie. But now the guy's got to come up with Paulie's money every week. No matter what. Business bad? Fuck you, pay me. Oh, you had a fire? Fuck you, pay me. Place got hit by lightning, huh? Fuck you, pay me. That's really good. Uh, That's so so good. good. I'm just like, you you just, it's deal with the devil. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. And he, he had no option, that guy. Oh, they talked him into that, didn't they? No, that, well, that no was, Henry Hill just goes, oh, why don't you get him to go in your business? And then it was just like, sweet. Tommy owed him seven Gs. Sling this through here. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was so good. They're just running it straight through the back door, selling it at a profit. <laughs> he goes, It's all profit. <laughs> yes, he's paid Tony for it. We go straight through the back door. We sell it for 100. It's all profit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, poor bastard's gone yeah. broke. <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah. Very good. Okay. <laughs> Film school for fuckwits. Yes, fellow F-wits, uh, definitely the number one segment on this podcast as agreed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Very quick film school for fuckwit this week. Uh, it's titled Just Watch This Fucking Movie and that's all I want you to do. If you've seen it many times, go watch it again. If you haven't seen it, fuck you. Go and watch it today. And that was film school for fuckwits. Thank you. Nice work. Yeah, well done, Dan. That's the best film school for F which you've ever done. Was, that was passionate. But the good thing is we cut that one short because now we're moving to Stan Bush kick-ass credit song. And Gow's on stage tonight. And after the last effort that you did 
when it was my song, but you just doubled up at the end. I'm excited to hear what we've got here. Is is uh you know Henry going to work on the docks or something like that or? <laughs> it, could, it could it could be. No, no. This is this is an original tune. I'm recording this. I thought about it. I thought about it, but uh, but no. No, no recording. We'll never get through it. We'll never get through it. Gal can't yeah. handle it when the when the camera's on him. All right, here we go. What's it called? Well, working title: Goodfellas, Badfella. Opportunity knocks. Wow. Okay. Here we go. Love it. Got to remember the tune. All right. Doing four years, it's Henry Hill. Saw an opportunity inside to sling those pills. To Paulie said, you know, I might move slow, but now you're outside. That shit's got to go. By then, Henry was high as a kite. Too, too fixated on his source. Didn't want it to be shite. Paranoid about the choppers, he was out of luck. DA had him cornered. He thought he was stuck. So here we go. Another opportunity. He'll just go and do his mates dirty. While Karen and Henry, they all get off scot-free. They can go to jail as long as it's not me. Here we go. They don't like rats. Thought he was going to be the next Billy Bats. And all the good fellas are in different jails. Well, all except for Tommy, he's already door nails. Oh, ah, G-Man. A bit of subtlety Gosh. from the G tonight. I like yeah. it. They're just let the lyrics yeah. do the work. That's excellent. Yeah. You just let, let, let the lyrics do the talking. That's Bernie right. Torpen, yeah. absolute genius. Well played, G-Master. Yeah, he's done it again. He's done it again. Okay. Star Did, of the show. I, wait, wait, wait. Just a quick question, Miguel. Did you ever compose songs for any of the hotbirds you used to root? <laughs> Just ran off yours, Morgs. Cock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Star of the show. And we're going to start with you up on the land, Daniel. Who's your star of Goodfellas? Yes. Uh, it's a tie for me. Ray Liotta and Martin Scorsese. I think Ray Liotta was criminally underappreciated at the time for this role, but I think it, it's fair to say that critics alike uh, have have resoundingly uh, said that he should have been recognised with at least a, a nomination, if not an award, as, as the best actor in this incredible film. And then Martin Scorsese, he got dudded like many others have been dudded by the Academy before, but it was a particularly, particularly sore point, and I think this film has gone on to be appreciated as, as a top five film ever it would be on many people's lists it, it tops a lot of the best hundred films list the, this particular film he was given a, a makeup penalty for the departed in uh in 16 years later by the academy but uh, this is the one he should have won the academy award for so yeah raleota and martin scorsese you are my mvps yeah well played gal Hard to disagree. I'd like to go with that one. I'm, I'm going to go with Joe Pesci, though. I know it's oh, got the award, but I, I, look, I just think some of those scenes, just show, like I said before, when he just shows how sinister he can be, and then he's just laughing in the next scene. You know, he does it in the bar with the guy that he owes the seven grand to. Mm. He belts him in the head, and then just makes a joke out of it. When he shoots Spider twice, or shoots him once in the foot, then does it another time, just just shows that sinister side. And I thought he was really, really good. I mean, I know it's quite violent, but I'll go with that. But you could very easily go with Scorsese and Leota as well. I mean, that was I, I bounced back and forward on that. Nice yeah, it's, it's it is hard to argue. He did win an Academy Award for it, and deservedly so. I think the last time we did a Scorsese film, which was Wolf of Wall Street, I picked Scorsese. I'm going to pick Scorsese again. I think that his ability to let his actors run free a little bit, not be contained. I think it's the ad lib. I think it's his just. His 
he's incredible. He's a visionary, and what he does with this movie, the way that it's edited, the way that the way that he sees things we don't see. I, I was I heard a story that the the scene where Robert De Niro it, it zooms in on him and that plays Cream, Sunshine of My Life, when he's deciding that he's going to murder Mori, and in the editing room, or that they had cut that, and he said to the editor, "Write cream, write cream, write cream," as in write the word cream. And the editor goes, "What are you talking about?" And he goes, "Just write cream." He'd already had the 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 song in his head as to what was going to play in that right. scene. He's just incredible how he's been, he's able to do this countless times. He's a freak. Yeah. He should have won the Academy Award for it. I give it to Scorsese, but. You know, you could, I could, I could very, very yeah. easily go the whole cast because they're flawless. But I'm going to score. It's it's hard. It's a hard choice. Yeah. I mean, you, there's so many ones you could say. Yeah, I even think the dynamic between the three major actors it is really incredible. Good. I mean, they're so good. The three incredible. of them, like, incredible. Doesn't work without any of them. Really doesn't. Okay. If you haven't seen Goodfellas, I don't know what rock you've been sleeping under, and you need to go and watch it as a matter of urgency, and you'll be blown away. If you have seen it, as Mork said, just go and see it again. It's one of the greatest movies. It could be, Dan, one of the top five movies ever made. I, I might even go and watch it again tonight. Like, it's just that yeah. dear to me. It, it's a, a, a fantastic film. Yeah, no, it's incredible. Okay, so the Rank Bank. Got a few choices here tonight. I've got invisible helicopters, which turn out not to be invisible. Yeah. <laughs> And it's again, it's that. Um, what's the? What do we talked? We talked about it in other uh, podcasts, Dan. It's unreliable narrators. Yeah, that's so, it. And it could be argued that a lot of the scenes feature an unreliable narrator. That that Ray Liotta, especially in a lot of his scenes, because he's so fucked up on the Persians. So yeah, that and that's uh, that's definitely a, a prime example of it. Nice one. Yeah, I've got Karens. Just Karens, because <laughs> yeah. she's a bit of a Karen. I've got annoying wig salesman. Maurice I've got bad. paranoid coke addicts, or I've got shine boxes. They're about the only ones. Anyone got anything? No, nah, shine boxes. Well played. Shine boxes. Shine Love. boxes. It is. Go get your fucking okay. shine box. Yeah, Fucking so what? <laughs> Keep him so here. Good. Keep him Keep here. here. Keep him here. It, yeah. it is a brutal death. A brutal death. Billy bats. Yeah, Billy bats. Yeah, he's. Oh. And just when he comes back, like there's no talk to each other about it. He just knows he's coming back, and then they just into it. Yeah, they don't try to talk him out of it. And go, hey, listen, let's think about this. He's a made guy. No, he was a lunatic. Jimmy Conway just jumps in with him. Like, oh, yeah, well, he was in, in for a penny, in for a pound. Yeah, that's what I mean. But they didn't even talk about it. Yeah. Okay, we're going to start with you, G Man. How many shine boxes are you going to give Goodfellas? This movie is an all-time classic. Like we've seen it so many times, and it's better. Like I can watch this every time, and it's it's just so good. And yeah. it just paved the way for Casino and all those ones that, that, that departed, all those ones that came after it, which are really, really good movies. Yeah, I'm going five. Oh! Go five shine boxes. Holy shit! Wow, G-Man, that could be your first five. It is my first five. Wow, he's a well tough done. taskmaster on the ladies and on the film. G money, <laughs> five out of five. That's a big call. Okay, we're going to go up to the land. And Dan, what are you giving Goodfellas? How many shine boxes? If I had, if I could give more out of five, I would. It's five out of five for me too. Okay, 
well done. You, it's become the last three movies we've done. You've given five to yeah. because you're, you're fucking picking sick movies for once. It's awesome. I've been really engaged. Keep them up. Just do all my favorite movies. Okay, I'm going to take a bit of Gao's glory here because we've got a new number one, and we've got our first perfect film. Because I'm giving this five as well. Yeah, nice work. Nice yeah. work. Marty Scorsese, we love you. What an amazing film. The 1990 Academy Award uh, delegates can go fuck themselves. This is perfect. This is a perfect film, and I think that uh, it's obvious. We've given it all, given it five, and we didn't confer or anything about this score. That was just – it's all done ad, ad lib here. I look at it, and LA Confidential last week got, what, 4.83, and this – to me, is a better movie. LA Confidential is awesome, but I think this is a better movie. This is a better Agreed. movie than LA Confidential. Agreed. This is a better Agreed. movie than LA Confidential. So it, it needed to be above that. It's it's interesting. That set the bar. If that's a five movie, then there's some movies coming up soon. It's going to be interesting to see. Yeah. How how we how we rank them. So that's a new number one. Perfect film. Five out of five for Goodfellas. Now, if you loved Goodfellas, what else are you going to love? Yeah. What oh. do you got? Casino. The yep. Departed, it's, it's pretty easy, man. Casino's basically the same movie with the two lead, same lead characters. Yep. Just playing slightly different roles. Yep. A lot of the same a lot of the same mobsters in this movie sure. as well. Casino's a great right, movie. Casino's an it's awesome underrated, movie. underrated, actually. Yeah. It's underrated. And it's, there's a fair bit of violence in that world. Well, a lot, a of, lot violence, of violence. A lot of violence. Especially the scene in the cornfields. Yeah, a lot of violence. Yeah. But yeah, look, definitely Casino, The Departed, as yep. we said, another one. That's a, that's a great smoldering sort of movie. Yep. The Departed's great. Dan, what about you? Yeah, I little I obviously I agree with Gao on those, but one that you may not have seen is an Italian crime film from 2008 called Gomera, which uh, actually won the Grand Prix at Cannes. And uh, you guys may not have seen it. You haven't seen it. But I haven't seen it. It's absolutely a gritty take on an actual mafioso, a couple of families from uh, northern, northern, southern Italy, I beg your pardon, from from Sicily. And uh, yeah, just a, it's a, it's a nice counterpoint to this film in that it's it's even more dark and realistic, and uh, it it was really very well critically claimed amongst myself and and other. Um, academy adjacent peoples, but it's something that I would encourage all of you efforts to check out. Uh, and it's some some interesting facts about it was they used a lot of non professional actors in the uh, in the film that were from the area and were mafioso adjacent in their actual real life. And uh, yes. it actually has a lot of those actors that have since gone to prison that that, that were featured <laughs> in the in the film. So there's some nice historical interest to it. But, uh, yes, so some of them from extortion, uh, murder, drug traf- trafficking, extortion, uh, drug dealing, drug dealing. So, yeah, look, really, really interesting. Uh, take it from your favourite Born to Watch podcast member that you should check this out, guys. Okay, excellent. I've moved away from the Italian mob and moved to the Russian mob, Eastern Promises. Oh, good choice. So set in London, a teenager who dies during childbirth. Uh, Her child is linked to a rape involving a Russian mob family. Stars Viggo Mortensen. In the news. In the news a lot. Yeah, Yeah, this is – he's channeling a bit of uh, Kevin Bacon. Loves it. And uh, he has a a full-on – Wrestle naked in a bathhouse. And there's, there's more, you know, more sausage, more sausage in it than a butcher's. Um, but Viggo Mortensen is incredible. Naomi Watts is in it as well. It is a brutal film. 
Good choice. But it is so good. David Cronenberg directs. Uh, it's just a great movie. So if you haven't seen Eastern Promises and you like Goodfellas, get all over this one. Uh, Eastern Promises is amazing. Nice. Okay. Just one thing. I know we've, in the essence of time, we cut uh, what we've been watching, but I need to say one thing. Have either of you guys watched Luther, the TV series? Yes. Uh, I've seen, seen a bit of it, yeah, with uh, Idris Elba. Idris Elba. Idris mm. Elba. So he plays the the black detective, uh, John Luther, Pommy guy. Yes, I've seen some of it. He wears yes. his overcoat with his co- uh, collar up. He's a moral, uh, morally ambiguous uh, detective chief inspector, John Luther. Uh, it's great. It's an incredible TV series, which is on Netflix. He's, they've just released a movie, uh, Luther the Movie, and it's on Netflix. And Andy Serkis is in it, who's Gollum, and plays a, a serial killer who Luther is trying to hunt down. It's great. Really, really good. Loved it. It's only just been released. It was released last Friday. So get all over it if you love a bit of – and you can watch it actually as a standalone movie. Uh, you don't have to have watched all the stuff. There's a bit of uh, stuff at the start which sort of plays it up and lets you know a bit of the backstory. So you can watch it as a standalone if you've not seen the whole thing. But if you've not seen Luther, get on it. It's incredible. Brilliant. Good call. I was thinking – I think that one was the uh, the French one. Oh, Emmanuel. Okay. <laughs> yes, something like that. Yeah. Gal, Gal loves a bit of Emmanuel. Okay, so next week we're going to change it up ever so slightly and we're going to move away from the American mob and move to the London underworld with the gangsters. And we've spoken about this movie just recently. It's one of Dan's favourites. It's the last great Guy Ritchie film. What is it, Dan? I think it's uh, we should look at Rock and Roller. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know if, 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 if you've seen it. it. It certainly didn't have as much fanfare as your Snatch and your Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, but I think you're going to enjoy it. So check it out. It's a different movie. Jared Butler, Idris Elba, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, yeah, it's a good cast. Yeah, it's a great movie. There, it, it's a good movie. Good fun. Oh, yeah. Good fun movie. It's a, it's a roller coaster, isn't it? It is. You will enjoy it. You'll enjoy Rock and Roller. But uh, for now, until we see you or you hear us next week on the line, it's bye for now. See you, everybody. What do you want, fucko? You want something? Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends. 